0: what is up everybody to the nations worldwide this is episode 71 of the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we are your hosts mike pletz and natalie Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. In this episode, we're joined by Melissa and Wade of Penny Pinching Globetrotter. They are an American travel couple traveling the globe while traveling for pennies. We talk with them about traveling with cancer, RVing around the States, and following your dreams. This is a very inspirational chat with the two of them. So without further ado, here's our interview with Melissa and Wade. Today we are joined by Melissa and Wade. They are an American travel couple who are traveling the globe, traveling for pennies, and doing it while sharing their tips and tricks online. You can follow them online at pennypinchingglobetrotter.com. Hello, Melissa and Wade, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello thank you for having us thank thank you so much for joining us here uh let's just get started to get to know a little bit about yourselves and kind of go through the story about how you guys met and what's your kind of background
1: we met in 2011 and uh started dating and we took our first trip together the very next year and uh, realized we have a love for travel and uh, we started taking big trips every year after that um about five years ago, Melissa was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, so it kind of set everything in motion. Uh, we decided, um, you know, to to make the bucket list real, um, and we made a plan. And we saved a, uh, aggressively for a couple years. We paid cash for an older RV. We quit our jobs. We rented our house. We sold our cars, and decided we're going to travel as long as we can, uh, or as much as we can for as long as we can.
2: And we just set out on our off on the road and this
0: will be our third year
1: so yeah we've been going strong for uh for more than two years now
0: with uh with this travel that the two of you met did you both have this love of travel going into the relationship or how did this kind of uh this love of travel how did this become rooted in your relationship
2: well, I've always loved to travel, but when you're single, it seems sometimes it's harder to find someone to travel with if your friends have kids or a spouse. So I always wanted to travel more. And then when I met Wade, he seemed open to traveling, so we just hit the road.
0: Incredible. Nice. And I love that you guys are, are going for this. Melissa, how are you doing with uh, the leukemia with uh, as well as you know traveling full-time?
2: Good. I mean, I'm still you know, I can be sick at home or we can be sick, you know, in Colorado. I can be sick anywhere. I have a, a secondary autoimmune deficiency now because of the chemo. So I get sick easier and I don't have as much energy, which RV life kind of works great for that because we have the small space and there's not as much to clean and much to take care of. Um, so, you know, I just keep, We just keep traveling, and I have doctors in Tennessee. I've had to fly home before to see a doctor, and I've seen doctors in Idaho, and I've seen doctors in Texas. So we just keep on keeping on, and like I said, you know, if I'm sick, we'll just stop. We've been, you know, spent some, I spent some hotel nights in Southeast Asia sick while Wade was out uh, having street food. So, you know, it's just part of life, and we just uh, take it and roll with it.
0: I love your attitude about that, and it's such an inspiration for, you know, people in the same situation. Like you said, you can be sick at home or you can be sick on the road, and, and which one's really better? And especially, you know, checking off the bucket list and, and getting down to it and, and just being happy at the end of the day. Absolutely. So I want to get into about your travels together, and uh when I get into start talking about your travels together... I like to ask a simple two-word question to all the couples that come on the podcast. And it's a simple question, but it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Why do you two travel? Oh, the
1: sights, the sounds, the food, (laughs) you know, uh, experiencing new cultures, new scenery. Uh, There's so much out there. The beauty um, that abounds in this world is is just, uh, you know, breathtaking in so many ways, in so many places. Um, There's so many incredible things to to see and experience that you know if you i i've, I've never understood uh, a desire to stay in one place you know and we meet people like that uh we were driving home uh, last year through louisiana and we we met a uh, a kid who said he uh he left the state for the very first time uh just the week before and he said he was never going to do it again <laughs> and, and and i just it, it really struck me because it 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 just doesn't uh, resonate with us you know we're, we're the complete opposite and i think you're born with a wonderlust, um but you can certainly uh acquire it after seeing some of the some of the spectacular sights uh that this uh that this world has
2: i think for me too i've realized it's kind of a new re- revelation i guess in the last couple of months is i feel more alive when i'm experiencing new things even like I just drove our RV for the first time and just that fear and excitement and the adrenaline and just the unknown, all that just makes me feel so alive. And you get a lot of that with travel because it's always a new experience.
0: I love it. Definitely. And where were the where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And then where are you going to travel to next? I know you're RVing through the States, but kind of take us through wh- where you've been and where you're going to go.
2: Well, for two years, we've traveled most of the West Coast area and down to Texas along the coast of South Carolina. When we've also, uh, we fly, we park there RV and go. We've been to seven countries. Uh, we've been to Italy and Mexico and Belize, where else? Oh, Southeast Thailand,
1: Cambodia, Cambodia, Indonesia, Malaysia.
2: Um, right now, we're sitting, we, we're we heading towards Canada, actually.
0: Oh, incredible. We're,
2: yeah, we're going up to Calgary and Banff. And we just, we left Tennessee. We had been home. That's where we have a home. We rent out our house there, and that's where I'm from. And so we were there for a couple of months. Wade is a handyman, and so he was um, doing a little work, and I was seeing the doctor and all that good stuff, catching up with friends. We just left about a week ago, and I'm not sure when we're going to come home. We know that we'll be out last time we were home before this time was a year.
1: So We were, we were on the road for 58 weeks uh, before we came home this last
0: trip. Wow, nice.
2: So I don't know really when we're coming home.
0: And then do you know <laughs> when you're going to hop on a plane next? Yes. We're going
1: to Morocco in February.
0: Oh, incredible. Morocco's beautiful. Do you have that planned out or is this kind of uh, you go there and you, you do as you go kind of thing?
1: Normally, that's how we travel, but this time, Melissa will tell
2: you. Yeah, this time, we're we're trying something new. Um, a lot of our uh, community has wanted to travel with us, so we're doing a trip with Intrepid Travel to Morocco and inviting, um, inviting our community to join us. So this is kind of like a group trip that we're doing. We're going to see how that works out, and then we're going to go to Munich in March.
0: That's really cool, really cool, and you'll have a blast in Morocco, I know for sure. I want to get through some experiences that the two of you have gone through while traveling. As we know, travel brings with it many different types of experiences the good the bad the ugly and I want to get into those with you starting with what has been the most rewarding travel experience together that experience that really opened your eyes to travel or to traveling as a couple or maybe just a simple uh, you know interaction with a local that just made your made you fall in love with the destination what is that experience for you
1: uh, I think the, the very first trip we took together um, was a pretty big eye-opener we, uh, we flew into Vegas, rented a car, drove historic Route 66, the Hoover Dam, Sedona, Arizona. We did the Grand Canyon, uh, which is, you know, a spectacle in itself. Uh, then we hit Bryce Canyon National Park and, and, uh, Zion National Park all on the same trip, three national parks. Um, and it, and just, that is, is eye opening as it gets to see these kind of amazing places. Um, and it, piqued our interest and and i think it really set everything in motion
2: i think that um you know just like canada the united states is so big and a lot of people you know don't necessarily leave their area and there's just so much to see even in your own you know country in your own place and we get to see so many things with the national parks and so many things across the u.s you know that we wouldn't see, you know, the South is different than the North versus the West. So just getting out there and kind of seeing nature and the diversity, even in your own country, is amazing.
0: Definitely. Yeah. We always talk about this on, on our podcast, how, you know, just traveling your own backyard can be just as fulfilling as hopping in a flight and traveling halfway around the world for sure. Now, I I want to ask you guys about an awkward experience or a hilarious experience. We all have them when we're traveling. That experience that uh, kind of puts us in a a weird situation, but looking back on it, it's really funny, or maybe even in the time, it's really funny. Do you have an experience like that together?
2: Well, we do. I don't know if Wade wants me to share it, but I'm going (laughs) to anyway. On our honeymoon in Southeast Asia, we were... Uh, in a tuk tuk, going around in Cambodia on a tour, and Wade had hung his backpack like on a little hook on the side of the. He's over here shaking his head uh, on the tuk tuk, and one moment he looked around and it was gone. And we don't know if it got stolen or if it fell off, but it had his passport and his money and our brand new GoPro and you know everything basically in that backpack, and it was gone. And it was a very, it was. It was, I was a little scared, you know, and, but he had to leave me at the hotel and take a bus overnight to the Capitol and go get a new passport. And it was crazy.
1: That was embarrassing. Yes, for
2: sure. Luckily we had travel insurance, so we were able to get reimbursed for some of our expenses, but you know, it's just embarrassing to, you know, have that happen, have to go get another. And then luckily the hotel was really nice and they let us, you know book another room so I could stay and it worked out but you know it was a little stressful to be in another country where don't speak the language and lose your ID
0: absolutely absolutely and uh I mean this might double up as a, a really bad experience that you'd want to share but do you have another experience that was really bad or your worst travel experience that you've ever had together as a couple all right, white that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah,
1: we, we we broke down uh right on the US Mexico border um in a uh, national park, Oregon Pipe uh cactus national monument, um which is literally right on the border. We went down to the uh um uh to the border just to see it. <laughs> we,
2: the Mexico Arizona border.
1: Um and uh but yeah we were we were getting ready to leave and our R V broke down the, uh, the AC motor seized up and, and the engine stopped, um, because of it. And we had to get towed all the way to Phoenix, uh, and it ended up being a $900 tow. Um, yeah, uh, yeah we had no signal because we were in the middle of this park. Uh, so we had to, uh, we, we tow a scooter on the back of our, uh, rig. Um, so we got the scooter out and we had to drive to where we could get a signal so we can call somebody, uh, and get a tow, a $900 tow. That was, that was really brutal. That was just, That was one of those things that you just, you're like, why here?
2: Well, it was my fault because we didn't have roadside assistance. So that is our lesson learned, Yeah. you know, because if we had roadside assistance. But that was a little, I mean, it wasn't real scary, but you're like, oh, we're right here next to the border. And there's all these like, be careful of, don't, you know, give water to anybody. You know, they try to scare you with the whole illegal aliens. And we didn't have a cell signal. and, And it was hot and there were flies all in the RV. So it was a really fun time. (laughs)
0: Gotcha, gotcha, for sure Yeah, and it's never fun getting a bill like that when you're traveling But these things do come up And it's always good to share your stories with people So that they can learn from your mistakes And hopefully uh you know make the travel experience even better and i ask you about your your experiences together to see what you guys have kind of gone through as a couple uh while you've been traveling because we really feel that travel affects a relationship uh you know the good bad everything that you go through it really affects your relationship but how do you feel that traveling has affected your relationship together has it like built you guys up obviously you've traveled quite a bit together since you you met each other how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship
1: i think we are happier when we're traveling actually um we yeah we're yeah we love it so that's why i think we wanted to travel full time um because you know there's so much to so much awesome to see out there when we're when we're out there doing it we're happier
2: Yeah, I think it's helped us have better communication and get along better. Now, I will say, you know, we live in a small RV. So sometimes after, you know, a year, 58 weeks in the RV together, you know, you're ready for a little space. But, you know, we get along really well. And I think that, you know, I think that you really get to know how well you get along with someone traveling with them, whether it's your family or a friend. And so, you know, Wade is way more laid back than me and I'm a little more high strung and together we just kind of, you know, I stress about the stuff and he calms me down so we kind of match each other well.
0: Let's let's go through living in an RV together a little bit. And starting with 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 such a tight space and uh you guys are with each other 24/7 when how do you kind of balance your own time from one another and and spending time together or are you two totally fine with spending like every moment together when you're in the rv and when you are traveling
1: well we do um i mean we're pretty much fine spending as much time together as we do uh but i like to get out and hike um and uh so that's that's one of the ways but um it's nice because our the back of our RV uh, we have two sofas, uh, but it split you know can connect into a king size, but we never do that. We sleep over the cab, um, so one person can be in the bed and the other person could be on the sofas, and it's like being in two different parts of the house, you know. <laughs> so we get a little separation.
2: Yeah, because I don't have as much energy as I used to. There's you know I don't get to hike as much as I would want. So Wade has. We worked in the Grand Tetons uh, last summer and went on a couple of overnight hiking trips with some of the people that he met there. So he'll kind of go off and do his own thing. Sometimes I'll leave. I went to a conference. I went to Boston uh, last month. So sometimes we'll separate from each other. But, you know, I will say that I think sometimes we use our phones as a way to kind of have our own time, like you know, you can still be sitting next to somebody and then have your face buried in your phone in your own little world. And so I think that's sometimes our escape from each other, which is, well, I guess, sad and maybe a commentary on our society. But in a way, that's how we separate from each other is, you know, we're kind of off in our own computer or phone a little bit.
0: Now, do you have any advice for a couple out there that wants to go RVing together and maybe spend uh, a short amount of time or even a very long amount of time like you guys have? Do you have any advice about how to, you know, uh, be in a relationship while RVing in all the stress and the pressures that come with travel as well?
2: Yes, I would think if you're going to live in an RV together for an extended amount of time, you need to make sure that you get along and can, you know, because you're, you know, brushing up against each other when you're passing, you know, by each other. So you need to make sure that you like to spend time together. Um, I think the other thing that we've learned, and cancer kind of taught me this, but I've learned a little bit more on the road because I'm more of a Type A person. Is something's always Something's going to go wrong. And so if you just try to focus on control, excuse me, not stressing about things that you can't control, like you break down, you can't really control that. Or, you know, weight loss is passed, you can't really control that. So try not to stress about things that you can't control and kind of just go with the flow. You gotta be, um, I think you gotta be fluid.
1: I think it's also important to, um, have a budget, uh, and stick to it. I think that's really hard for a lot of people, but money can be a sticking point in a lot of relationships. So luckily, that's not an issue with us because I think of the budgeting. Um, and thanks to Melissa, who's an amazing money manager. But uh, uh, but I, I think that really um, can be an issue. And, and if, if you can actually make a budget and stick to it, it alleviates uh, that whole argument.
2: And I would think, too, like, what are your goals? Like, Wayne and I really like to explore regional food, and we like nature, we like museums, so we like the same things. So, But if he wanted, you know, experience something else, then we would have to be, you know, compromising more, doing other things. So we're lucky that we both enjoy the same activities. So he's not having to suffer through something, you know, and then it's his turn, and we go do something he wants. We kind of want to do the same things.
0: Absolutely. Now, excellent advice. I, I want to get into some practical advice about RVing now, starting with, uh, you know, choosing the RV. Uh, how did you guys go about choosing your RV? Kind of what's inside of it? And what would you recommend couples to look for in an RV that uh, that you need to have in your RV?
1: Well, I'm super lucky that my wife is an incredible researcher. Um, so I will let you, or let her tell you how we, how we got this rigged.
2: Well, I did a lot of research online and looking at, you know, the styles There's different. I learned a lot, you know, travel trailers, fifth wheels, class A's, class C's. Um, and I learned about a brand called Lazy Days and they make RVs out in California and they're custom made, um. And the guy who makes them used to be an aircraft mechanic. So they're not made out of fiberglass. and They're really well made. And they're kind of expensive. It's kind of like an AeroStream or it's got, you know, its own little niche. Um, and so then once I decided that I wanted the Lazy Days Class C, we had to find one. And there's not that many. We're in Tennessee, which is, and they're made in California. So it's hard to find one. So we actually finally found one. We bought it used. It's the same age as my daughter. It we were both born in 1997 and we flew to St. Uh, right outside St. Louis, Missouri, and picked up the RV and drove it home, um, and we love it. We love the Lazy Days brand, not a spokesperson, but they make a really great vehicle. This vehicle's 22 years old, and it's solid and strong and well-made, and what we like about it is the way that it's laid out, and the thing that we like about the Class C is that you have the bed above the cab, and then you can also use it in storage while you're uh, moving, and it becomes like its own little room, the bedroom. And then you have, you know, like the kitchen, and in the back we have like a living room. So the way that ours is laid out, it really feels like we have two or three spaces, living spaces. Um, and then, of course, we have a screened-in porch, and we like to be outside and spend time outside. But for us, we like the Class C because, like, we're driving and we're hungry. I can jump up and grab us some nuts or a drink or if I got to go to the bathroom. Everything is enclosed, and so it's really um, convenient and safe feeling.
0: Now, Wade, you said that Melissa's the researcher. Does that continue into planning a trip, who who takes care of the you know booking the flights, uh, booking accommodation if it needs if you need uh, you know planning the itinerary, and who takes care of the on the ground things you know getting from point A to point B. Where does who takes care of what here?
1: I'm basically a sherper and chauffeur. She <laughs> she's she's amazing. She uh has um the ability to work five times as fast as as i could possibly ever think of doing it so i mean so yeah it's just a waste of time if i try to do it she she basically is the brains behind the operation i'm just the brawn he
2: he uh he figures out you know how we're going to get from point a to point b and gets us there and i just have to follow along he drives the rv and he he figures that i figure out the details like uh today for example there's the biggest easel with this uh, replica van gogh over in kansas and i just said i want to go to that and then he figures out how to get us there i fell asleep and he woke me up and we were there so he, he takes care of all the the transportation and i do the planning
0: excellent excellent now i want to get into talking to you two about the penny pitching globetrotter and uh, everything that goes into that and starting with where did the name come from how did you decide on this
2: i came up with the name long before we were traveling in our rv we had a facebook page for about five years and you know i used to uh, manage a nonprofit organization and so i wasn't making lots of money and i knew that we wanted to travel more so i was just trying to figure out how we could travel how we could travel We discovered, uh, you know, credit card hacking or travel point hacking to get the bonus points, you know, to fly for free on credit cards. And I thought, man, I would tell my friends about it and no one would believe that we're like flying for free and going places. So I thought, well, I'm just going to start sharing this with my friends because they would want links. And, you know, at the time, we didn't even know we were going to be in an RV. We just knew we wanted to see as much of the world as we could and we were going to do it on a budget. So, hence the penny Pension globe trotter. And I had the Facebook page, you know, before I ended up with cancer. And then when we took off, off on the road, we just started sharing about, you know, our RV experiences, and it's just kind of grown from there.
0: That's really cool, incredible, and uh, all those all those tips that you share, uh, really valuable stuff. And with with everything that goes into, you know, creating a blog having a Facebook page, all the social media accounts that go behind all of this effort. There's just so much work to do. Who takes care of what with with all of this? Do you guys split anything up, or is it mainly focused on Melissa, you taking care of it? How does this all get done?
1: It's all her. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, when we started the Facebook page, I didn't really have... You know any ideas of what it would be? It was just more like, you know, for our friends to see where we were at next, or you know, here we are at the Grand Canyon, whatever. And it started just started growing, and we didn't start our blog actually until June. It went live June second. So our base, our excuse me, our website, our blog has only been live for a few months, but we had created such a community on Facebook. We have about uh, we just hit 10,000 likes, likers on our Facebook, and we've com- we've uh, created such a community there. We're trying to inspire people that they don't have to be rich to travel, that you really can live your dreams now, that you don't have to wait until you're retired or till you get enough money. You, know, you here, look at us. I mean, we're not rich. We don't have a retirement fund, but we're making it work, and that's what we're trying to show people. And so. I just felt like we needed, I needed, there's more information I wanted to give to people to try to inspire them. So that's why we started the website. So we've only had the website uh, since June. And yes, I'm learning. It is a lot of work. I'm learning all about Pinterest and, you know, it's like learning a new career almost. You know, I learned how to design our own website. So it's been kind of fun because although I enjoy not having a regular job, um, after two years of not really having that, Kind of career focus. I feel like I needed a purpose, and so this is kind of giving me something to do and learning new things. And I try to get Wade to help me, but so far we haven't found uh, the part of it that he likes.
1: <laughs> I like to work with my hands.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, with with uh, you know growing your community through Facebook. I feel like Facebook is just like the perfect social media platform to grow a community. How did you go about growing that community in the beginning? Did it just start with basically inviting your your friends to it to be able to share with how you're being being able to travel the world? Like, how did this kind of snowball into now over 10,000 likes on it?
2: Well, yes, we invited, uh, you know, our friends and family and then they would start telling somebody, Arby, and Uh, in the U.S. is really growing I think that there's like a million I could be wrong it's some crazy number like a million traveling RVers now so there's just a growing community for that and so I started you know as I was trying to learn about RVing myself there's a lot of Facebook groups on RVing and so I'd go in there and ask questions about people you know to people and they would give answers and then I'd start sharing a little bit like well we're we're traveling you know you can check us out on Facebook and it just slowly grew and I think you know if anybody's wanting to grow a community on Facebook the key is just really genuine engagement like I try to you know pretty authentic and open and sharing you know how much things cost or if I'm burnout and I just try to keep it real and I think people can relate to that and we try to you know, comment on people's comments and get to know the people. So, I mean, there's, like, people, like, I feel like our friends, even though I've never met them. Like, if they change their profile picture, it kind of freaks me out. Like, I know their profile picture. I know what they have on. I know their names. I start knowing people just from the online. And it's been really nice when we broke down uh, our community insisted on giving us money. Like, you know, we didn't start a GoFundMe or anything like that, and they just started PayPaling us money or you know, buying our t-shirt or whatever. So it's really been a nice support system.
0: That's really amazing. And, uh, yeah, I I can't speak enough for creating a community online and what that can do for you and what that can do for, you know, starting a blog or starting a website and the traction that you can gain from it. So is it safe to say that, you know, Facebook is the, the platform that you kind of focused on and are continuing to focus on?
2: Yeah, I would say I won't leave face. You know, I will still put a lot of effort to that. We're really trying to, you know, focus on the blog. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, create some products. We want to keep the travel lifestyle, and so, and we don't want to go back. Wade doesn't like when I say go back to the real world, but I don't want to go back to our house and our nine to five jobs and the regular life. So we have to figure out a way to be able to keep this up. And so I'm hoping, you know, that maybe through the blog or some products, if we can grow the community and add value and, you know, help people with tips and teach them how to do things that in return, you know, it will work out for us that we could continue to travel based on maybe some affiliate income or something we might get from the blog.
0: Amazing. Now I want to ask you two one last question before we let you go. With everything that you have learned from travel, from RVing, I mean, I'm sure you wish you had known some of these things when you'd first started traveling. So I want to ask you, to: what is the one thing you'd wish you'd known before starting this type of lifestyle, before starting this travel lifestyle, this RV lifestyle? What's the one thing you wish you'd known from the very beginning?
1: I would say boondocking. Um it's such a m- huge money saver. Um, you know, we 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 rarely pay for camping. Um, so, the, you know, our biggest expense is gas. Uh, and there's so many places that you can you can camp for free. That uh, I I think if we would have known that we could do that before we set out, uh, we could have saved even more money uh, in the beginning.
2: For me, it would be why did it take us so long? to start this.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know, know, I mean you don't think I don't know, at least in America, you know, growing up how we did, you know, no one just quits their job and goes off and travels, you know Our family didn't quite understand. We didn't have some friends that didn't understand. But now that we're doing it, it's like, why didn't we start? Why? What were we afraid of? Why didn't we just go for it? Because I feel like the world has opened up for us on this journey that we're on. And every time we think, you know, something's going to get us off track, something else just magically puts us right back on the right path. And I think that if people could let go of the fear and just embrace and get out there and just go for it, that it The world is waiting for you to live your dream. You just need to be brave enough to get out there and try it. And I wish that we had started earlier.
0: Well, the two of you are an inspiration for sure. And I look forward to following your journeys together. I just want to say that's it. There you have it. Melissa and Wade sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to the two of you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us. Check out com and like us on Facebook.
0: Amazing. And is there anywhere else that you can uh, point our, our audience to? Anything else you want to leave them with? No. Find us on Facebook. We'd love to meet and talk to you.
1: Follow your dreams. Set a plan. Get a budget. Go for it.
0: Yes. You, you can, can
1: do it. You can do it
0: thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide we cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 71 that's this episode episode number 71's show notes page Leave a comment on the page and let us know about your travels with your significant other. We will be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other travelers ears. We'll make sure to consistently deliver you these episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.